Okay. <clears throat> does does this thing still still work? The the podcast, as it were, out in the wilderness, out in the distance, somewhere. Yes. Yes, it does. All right. <clears throat> so, how is everybody today in the land of podcasting? And I, I feel like I should be talking about like coffee or like some really nice latte that I I don't I don't drink lattes. My wife does. Um, if if there was like a coffee discussion, um, she'd have to lead it. And even then, it's a latte. It's not really a coffee. So there's that. So I just wanted to do a quick podcast episode today. One of those rarities. Uh, as we get into really the 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 what is ar- arguably one of the worst times of the year, <laughs> like the holidays are done, um, you're you're looking at sort of the the post holiday blues, and I mean February. What do we have? Valentine's Day. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Groundhog Day. Well, it's a fun movie, but it's eh, meh. And then locally here, I'm I'm watching as the rain really. Well, it's it's pretty hefty right now, and so we've got snow melt and a lot of rain, and that could mean, yes, further flooding. That's that's possible. So it's just one of those things, right? We go through incredible heat, then we get a flood, then we get cold and record-breaking snow, and now we're going back to the rain. So, yeah, I, I really get the feeling that God's just basically paving BC at this point. He's just going to get us all out of here. I don't know what the plan is, but and it's, that's just how it feels. Like, we're just not supposed to be here anymore. That's the end of it. All done. <clears throat> so, for those who are still listening to, to, to my, my podcast, for those who actually are listening to this right now, um, you know, for me, on a, on a, on a personal level, it's been... It just feels like it's been so long. I'm I'm might be starting to get like uh, not cabin fever exactly, but just I I want to do things and I want to go places. And the not traveling thing has kind of become a real bummer. So I'm I'm looking forward to when this Omicron, which does sound like a bad transformer, when the Omicron wave uh, is as passed, which shouldn't take that long, I wouldn't think. And then be able to start going places again. Um, our, our next trip is scheduled for August, which is a trip to Vegas. And we do the Vegas trip because it's it's easy. It's not that far. It's cheap. Um, as I always say, if you don't gamble, if you don't drink, Vegas is a cheap trip. Now, if you if you're gambling, they'll give you free drinks while you're gambling, but you're you're going to be spending a lot of money on gambling so they're they're kind of betting on that. I also found when I was in Vegas that the strength of the drinks was really varied depending on where I was. Um I'm a lightweight when it comes to alcohol. I'm I'm trying to think of what it was that Yvonne and I had when we were in Vegas, but we had a couple of drinks and nothing. We felt nothing after. And I said to her I said, "You know, that's that makes me wonder how strong that drink really was cuz normally we'd at least feel something." But yeah, nothing. So uh, that's a thing. Um, it, it just just the fact that you know I I do this every day. I'm I'm the hockey guy every day. There are days where I think, boy, it sure would be nice to 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 do something else. But I'm I'm going to say this too. I'm very very fortunate. 
Uh, the job that I have where I make YouTube videos and I get to talk about hockey every day and I watch hockey games every day and you find people on the internet wait for my videos, it is a very, very privileged job that I have and it's it's one that I take seriously. But, you know, the blahs have been there lately and I understand that, like, the frustration that I feel is in concert with what a lot of other people are feeling too because we all just want things to... To, to get better and change and we're all really tired and I, I think that's part of what's set in too so it's the uh, modified cabin fever if I want to call that because it's not really cabin fever I don't I, I've, I've had that in my life it doesn't feel like that's what it is now because I'm still I'm being productive cabin fever to me is when I'm not even being productive I'm just kind of there at home Probably playing video games reminds me of about a decade ago when I would get that. Uh, that was well before I had a channel, of course, and before I had Nivon or Direction or Purpose. Um, there, there's just sort of that day-to-day -day life. Like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a, I'm going to go to my job because I don't want to get evicted, so I'd better go to my job and do my my work. I'd rather do anything else, but you know, I'm I'm going to go. So I had that experience for a long time. I've stated before, I, I think that's what makes it work for me as a YouTuber is that I've I've had those those dead-end jobs and so I, I don't take it for granted. And it it is that fine line too because when you're when you're a YouTuber, you do have days where it can get kind of frustrating. Um, I know for me, a lot of the time it's that something I say in a video might be completely taken out of context. Uh, sometimes something I say on Twitter is taken completely out of context. Might be something I post on Facebook that's taken out. And again, that's easy enough to do. I know when I started making videos, part of the reason was because um, in my previous life, before before YouTube, uh, there were days that uh, I would have disagreements with people based on something I had said that they had taken out of context. So I just started making videos instead where I'd be like, all right, so, and I didn't have whiteboards then. But I would just make a quick video saying, here's what I meant. Here's what I was saying. I, I hope this clears this up. It didn't always clear it up, but at least I felt like I was I was being understood. Like, I mean, obviously, not everybody's going to like the job you do. Not everybody's going to like you as a person. But if they at least dislike you for honest reasons, that's okay. Um, if they dislike you for things that they perceive that aren't actually there, that's what kind of drives me nuts. I mean, I had to let the let go of that on some level when the channel started to grow, because when things start out, you're you're going to have people who just are going to be contrarian no matter what, and you're going to have people who I I know there's the jealousy aspect too, and. I, I wish I could explain because I've I've had that question asked of well why did why did you get this why did why was it your channel that blew up and my answer is I I don't know I have no idea I don't question it I don't again I don't take it for granted I I really think it's very important that I maintain um, as much humility as possible uh, I've I've seen some. Not, not even just on YouTube, but just some people that it'll kind of go to their heads a little bit. And I, I think that'll have a real negative impact on things. And and so for me, I, I still consider myself to be the same guy that I was six, seven years ago. 
um, a lot less swearing, a lot less angry, but still the same person. And I, I hope that, that that genuine person still shows through in my videos because it, it is, it, it can be tough at times. There are definitely days recently where, you know, the, the smile for a video here and there doesn't feel quite as, as, uh, I don't think honest is the word, but doesn't feel quite as genuine as normal. But again, you know, it's, it's, imp I, I understand the importance of me doing the videos every day, me being there every day. And, and for that presence, people find that reassuring. And I've had people, you know, come up to me and talk to me about how much my daily videos mean to them. Um, I've also had people ask, you know, the whole podcast question of why I don't do more with the podcast. And, it, you know, it really comes down to the, the podcast itself. It's extra time. Uh, one thing that when people have asked me about the, the Steve Dangle podcast, if I was going to work with Steve, and I'm, I'm saying this honestly, I've, I've had the thought lately of reaching out to either Jesse or, or Adam or Steve about doing something with them, but it would be on top of the channel. So it would be trying to find a day during the week. So I would want it to be something weekly or every second week and on a regular schedule that I do specifically for them. And it would be something different. So it wouldn't be me just saying, okay, I'm going to take a video and, you know, just, just give it to them. Uh, it would have to be something different. And I'm not sure what that would be, which is why I haven't reached out to them. But I, I do, I, I like the work that they do. I like what they've got put together. And I, I think it would be fun to work with them. Uh, having been on the podcast a couple of times, I think it would be fun to be on there more often and, and do that kind of thing. The one challenge is, of course, that uh, at the time they record, I'm normally still still sleeping or I've just woke up and I, I'm old. So it takes me a little longer to wake up than it used to. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is something I've thought of where maybe I'll do something with them um, and, and, and reach out to them about what you know, might possibly work. And, and I, I mean, it's weird too, because then the question would be, you know, do I even, like if I did, if I did a show with them, would I even care about pay or anything? I don't think I would. I, I really don't think I would. There's, there are times where you can look at your, your exposure and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to get good exposure through this. Like I've never, um, I've done the odd interview here and there. I've never charged for one. I know there are, I know there are influencers that do. I'm, I don't understand it. I think that there's times where just that exposure and just that, I, I think that adds to what you're able to do. I, I think that can be, um, a, a very strong addition to what you're already doing. And I, I don't think getting an extra, let's say it was two, $300. I, I don't necessarily think that should be, um, the focus. I know when the channel was starting out and even now there are videos that I do that I know they're not going to do well. If I do a career video on Zarly Zalapsky, for instance, a lot of videos going to get what, two, 3000 views, maybe four. So it's not going to generate a lot, but, but it's unique. So somebody somewhere does a, does, does a search on the internet and my video comes up and maybe they tell three or four people, Hey, this, this, this is kind of cool. I found a video on this. 
So that's, that's why I like to do videos that may not be as popular at times. Because I, I do find that like, if you do those little niche videos that maybe aren't as popular, it can actually, I think, benefit the channel long term. So again, if I was doing something on the Steve Dangle podcast and not making any money on that, but if it was, if it was being, you know, put out there to a lot of people and if, if it causes me to attract an audience that I don't have for my videos right now, I think that's just a benefit. I think that's a huge benefit. Um, so, I mean, when I look at my videos and I look at a video that from say three, four years ago, and it tells me over the last month, this has made six cents. Okay. So that's, if there's say a hundred of those, six bucks. So it doesn't sound like a lot and it's not, but with the library that I have on the channel, it can be substantial and it can, it can help when, like now you've got so many teams that aren't playing very often. I've, I've been in this, this muck too, where the schedule is still going, right? So you've still got teams playing, but there might be six hours of hockey that I'm watching and there's only four games instead of eight. Now, if it's an eight game review, I know I'm going to get a lot more views. than I'm going to get in a four game review, but I'm still watching the same amount of hockey. And I mean, I can make more notes and, and, you know, cause I can pay closer attention to those four games, but I know that the actual interest in that video is going to be lower. And with most of the Canadian teams either shelved or just out for a long time, it just, causes the the view counts to drop substantially and and for me there's been times where i've thought okay so maybe if i do an extra video here and an extra video there but it's not necessarily that easy when there's games that are overlapping even though there's fewer games and so i've been trying to navigate that too and i i keep waiting for okay now we're now we're gonna have all 32 teams playing here again because it is so much more fun it's it just, it feels like we're kind of on hold. And it, I remember when they shut down early for the Christmas break and saying out loud, I'm not sure what this is going to do. I'm not sure how this fixes anything. And I'm still not sure that it did. They brought in the enhanced protocols. Great. We're still seeing teams having major outbreaks. We're still seeing teams getting shut down. And I, I really don't know how much that break helped. I think if you'd got five or six games in that they didn't actually play, that's five or six less you have to reschedule. Um, I, I know that the, the attendance restrictions in Canada have got owners all ticked off. Okay, fine. Um, executives can be ticked off, but you need to play the home games. And, I mean, there's going to be teams that lose money, but it, it's it's kind of happening everywhere right now. So... I don't know what the end game is. That's the one thing about the uh, the delays that I don't understand either is that the the idea is simple. So let's say you're going to have a game in Vancouver. Well, you can only have half attendance. Okay, well, we don't want to have 50% attendance. We're going to mo- move it down the road. Okay, so let's say you re- reschedule that for February 10th, February 11th, 12th, somewhere in there, and it's still 50% attendance. So you kicked it down the road to have a 50% attendance game later and you've probably ticked off a lot of people that had tickets to the game originally. I know uh, when the Leafs Canucks game was um, was postponed, there were actual fans that flew in from Toronto and there are. Uh, the first time that I had a meetup, we had somebody fly in from Toronto 
to be at a meetup. So people will fly across this country for various reasons. And I think that the NHL and how they're doing this, this postponements and all this, I think it's just really, it, it feels very off the cuff and like they're not seeing the long-term effects of this. And I, it, it doesn't feel like there's a plan. Like it just, it doesn't feel like there's a plan. Um, and, and that's not all that unusual. I know with, uh, with the provinces and all that, 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 that doesn't feel like there's a lot of a plan with these either. Um, and, and I'm, I'm really starting to say, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. I understand what you're doing here kind of, but I don't understand these parts and why. And when the why is, well, cause, cause, you know, cause reasons that's nope. That's, can we, can we get into the actual why? So I've been stuck on that too, where I'm trying to figure out the, the whys of some of it because it, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It, it just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's, that's where we're at. Uh, one interesting thing too, is that I, I feel like with the channel right now too, that I, it, it is kind of a, it's an interesting intersection in that because the, the, pandemics affected the game that I have to talk about it when I'd, I'd rather talk about anything else because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in everything. It's, it's half my Facebook feed. It's a lot of my Twitter feed. It's, it's all over, uh, all the, every hockey site has got it all over. I, I kind of, I stopped talking about who was or wasn't in protocols because it was changing so quickly. And there were so many going in and so many coming out. So I might do a video at 10 in the morning and say, well, these guys are in protocol. And then by three, it's changed. So I'm like, so do I do another video on just the protocol? I don't want to, I don't think that's, that's kind of, that's a really superfluous reason to just do a whole video on, oh, wait, no, these guys are out and these guys are in. So I just kind of dropped it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to just talk about hockey teams and hockey games and that fun stuff. And, you know, a little more movement on the power rankings would be good too. One thing with teams playing fewer games, uh, this week, not as much movement. Uh, Nashville fans should be happier. Um, I was really encouraged by how Nashville played last night in that game against Colorado. That again, uh, it ends on a sour note because of the too many men in the ice call. But, uh, you know, Nashville played a really strong game. They're the first team I've seen that's really looked like they're equal to Colorado in a while. Uh, Colorado falls behind, but they, they come back and then they win. And last night it almost happened again, but Nashville held on. And, and again, uh, people may not like how the win took place. It's a win, and I was more encouraged by how they played. So that's the oddity of it, right? That they win other games by bigger scores, and without the controversy, and those games I kind of looked at and went, well, Soros stole that. That's Soros stealing it. And last night's game, it didn't feel like Soros stole it. It felt like it was, and I know if you're an abs fan, you're saying, right, the ref stole it. I, I can hear you. But it, it felt more like it was, it was all four lines, all six defensemen, and it was, it was a team, team effort more than relying on the goaltender. Um, I do think Nashville and the New York Rangers are the two teams that have relied on their goaltenders the most. And I do wonder how that's going to work come playoff time. I do wonder if teams that are, you know, riding that hot goaltender in the playoffs, if they're going to struggle in the first round. Normally, 
uh, during a seven-game series, teams will start to figure out at least a little bit uh, of a book on a goaltender. They may not beat that goaltender, but they may figure out a bit of a book on a goaltender. So if your team relies heavily on that goaltender, it, it might be tough to win that seven-game series. Because if a team figures out in game one, okay, Shesterkin, let's just say Shesterkin's weak on the glove side, glove high, and he allows two goals glove high in game one, they lose that three to two, right? Then either Shesterkin's going to need to fix that in the midst of a playoff series, or the Rangers are going to have to adjust their game and realize, hey, we've, we've got to bail our goaltender out. And some teams can do that and some can't. And it's it's unpredictable. It's like when I'm trying to figure out, okay, so... You know, Tampa's got an excellent chance of winning the Stanley Cup again because Tampa. Um, and I think that any team that's already won a Stanley Cup, I think they know what they need to do. So I think those teams should always be considered dangerous in the playoffs. I have a lot of questions with the Rangers about the the experience level of both the goaltenders and a lot of the core guys. Like Adam Fox, great defenseman, fantastic, might win another Norris. We don't know how he's going to do over a seven-game series against a team like the Penguins. We we just don't know. Um, you can be great in the regular season, iffy in the playoffs. You can be lousy in the regular season and great in the playoffs. Uh, so it, it is that that caveat there for me. And I, I will say that I, I hope that in the 2022 playoffs we see some really different storylines. And I, I don't even care if that means that you know, maybe Boston ends up missing the playoffs. Uh, I don't think they will miss the playoffs, but I think it would be fun if the final four teams were four teams that haven't been there before, or at the very least haven't been there for a long time. I think it would be great if we got brand new storylines, brand new teams, and we had a look at maybe maybe a Stanley Cup champion that's never been there before. So maybe end up with Nashville. Uh, you could end up with Vegas, and I know they were in the final four recently, but let's say it's Vegas and Nashville on one side. Neither of them have ever won a Stanley Cup. The Rangers last one in 94, so we'll say it's been a while for them. And let's just say Toronto goes on a run. They haven't won a cup since 67. So just how much fun would it be if it was Nashville and Vegas on one side and Toronto and the Rangers on the other? For me, that would be a really fantastic Final Four of unpredictability. And I like unpredictability in the playoffs. Uh, do I think we get there? Eh, probably not. Uh, I, I think that... Um, it's just that unpredictable, and I, I do think that we have a lot of parity, which makes it tougher with the power rankings, right? Because you could have a team that's 10th, 15th, 16th on any power rankings. I'm talking like TSNs, ESPNs, any of them, who could beat a number one on any given night. Uh, because I think the league is is that close now. I, I think that it's interesting in the East how you've got the top eight that have separated themselves from the bottom eight. Pretty pretty, pretty wide pretty wide margin between the top and the and, and those those that are not in the playoffs. But uh, I still think any of those eight teams in the East could be a nightmare in the playoffs, any of them. Uh, and then in the West, I think it's more unpredictable because you don't have as dominant of a top eight. Um, you could have a team slip in there unexpectedly, like uh, San Jose, maybe Dallas can go on another run, right? So... It, it could be a more unpredictable Western Western playoffs. And and it could be one that generates more interest if it's unpredictable than the East, even though the East has, I would argue, a, a better overall look at things. Let me take a look at the top top eight on the board. Uh, one, two, three, four, five of the top eight are Eastern. Uh, second row, 
one, two, three, three. Three of the three of the next row are are Eastern. So there you go. It's eight and eight in the top sixteen. I'm fair. I t- I try I try to be fair. I really do. Um, I I I I don't know if I'd say I pride myself on that or not, but I try to be fair, and I try to be fair with all that. So I, I do think we're going to have a really fun playoffs. I know that it feels like we're going through all this other crap right now. Between now and the playoffs, I know that there's some belief that you know. It, it, this could take until mid-July to get settled out. And maybe it does. I, I don't like that idea. Um, I don't like the idea of another really short off-season. Although, it, it does mean that the channel is able to generate you know, more revenue and more views and all that for longer. Uh, I, I like the off-season. I, I like having that, that downtime. Where normally during the off-season, I'll do my videos first thing in the morning. So I'll get up at 9 a.m., Get my videos all done by, you know, 12, 1 o'clock. I'm doing playlists and stuff like that. I might have a news video. I could do that first thing in the morning, maybe at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm done. And then the rest of the day I can spend, you know, hanging around with my wife, and, and we can go out and do stuff and, you know, enjoy ourselves. And last summer, we did some of that. It would be great if this summer there was a full summer off from hockey, and I was able to do to do that some some more than I did this past year because since March of 2020 it's been not a lot um not a lot of going out uh we we did have uh street hockey meetups this year though we just had the one public one um and then there was there was backlash versus me for saying I you know wanted people there who were fully vaccinated and and I thought okay so you know that's that's public and people are upset so the rest of them after that, it was it was by invite. So I had a, a small section of, of the community, people that I've I've had meetups with for years, that I said, okay, guys, we're we're going to meet here this day at this time, and it was fun. You know, we had smaller games, but it was it was still fun. We we enjoyed ourselves, uh, and it was it was nice to be able to do that. We did that about every two weeks. I'd I'd love if this summer we're able to do um, outdoor street hockey meetups and have them every couple of weeks. Um, question was asked to me too, of whether or not we'd have the Brody Hints tournament this year. Uh, that's usually in April. It's been uh, called off the last couple of years because of, of COVID, but I do intend on having it this year. I think it should be fine. Cause again, that's late April. And so I think that would be uh, pretty acceptable to have. We'd be able to have it earlier in the day in all likelihood. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be good if after a couple of years off, yeah, we, we bring that back and, uh, I'd, you know, leave the name intact and everything. One thing that I did do, so I do have the 14 inch Stanley cup, which I thought would be fun to do for playoff videos this year to have the 14 inch Stanley cup that you can get through Amazon or NHL shop or whatever. But I also got the big Stanley cup, the two footer. So I'm going to bring the two-footer to, to meetups. Uh, we've got it bagged up and everything so it doesn't get, get scratched up. It's plastic, so it's, it's, it's plastic, so it's very easy to scratch it up. And uh, then whoever wins the last game, we get to carry around the Stanley Cup a bit, and we throw it back in the bag and go. Um, just something I thought would be a fun addition to have for these kinds of things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those, and I'm planning ahead for that. I find it's really important. It's one thing that I, I would say to somebody right now that's dealing with sort of the the doldrums after the holidays or, you know, if you're in Ontario and you're dealing with all the, the lockdown stuff and whatnot, um, I think planning ahead 
and and saying, okay, so in June I'm going to do this and planning ahead and and you know book a hotel, book a flight, book all that. I th- I think that works. I think that helps. I know that when we didn't actually cancel our Vegas uh, res- reservation, we just moved the reservation of the room to August. It felt better. It just felt better. Rather than saying, well, that's canceled, we said, okay, so we're going to go later. Cool. All right. Sounds good. And it just seemed to help. So there you go. Just a, a little simple little rambly type thing for all you fine people on the internet who may or may not have come across this by accident uh, or people who might say, wait, he made a podcast. Is this a mistake? It's not a mistake. Uh, but there you go. Um, we are, for anybody who's wondering about the bunny thing, uh, there's two black bunnies that have been in the background of my videos. I am keeping them. They're, they're going to stay on the set. We're going to bunny proof it down here uh, so they can, they can stay on the set. Their parents will, they still have their enclosure on the on the deck um and and we'll we'll let them all intermingle here and there and then from the second letter uh there's one that we've called waffles and she's very sweet very chill rabbit uh, we're gonna keep her and they all get fixed so uh we have managed to find homes for two of the bunnies from the older litter the two black bunnies are also from the older litter so that older litter is done uh so we have three bunnies available from the younger litter uh the two bunnies that went so far have gone to little girls, and I think that's great. Uh, bunny rabbits are are good little pets. They can be demanding. They they are kind of like toddlers. Uh, as soon as you leave the room, they can get into things. So you need to make sure there's no cords they can chew on. They have to be protected. They have to be put up because rabbits will chew. They chew everything. Uh, everything that gets within within a foot of them, they're like, is this food? And so that's something to be aware of. But uh, once you've got it bunny proof, they're, they're honestly, they're pretty good. People are surprised too, that the cats don't attack them, but shadow and bear really they're babies. They've always been babies. When, when I lived on my own, uh, there was one day that I came home and the neighbor cat got in, got in my window. And so, um, I had, I still had five cats at that point. I had bear, I had shadow, I had Maggie, I had link and I had midnight. And so I would come home and of course, you have five cats, they, they rifle through food pretty quick. So I always check the food. So I go to the kitchen and of course I've got cats looking at me. There's a sixth face. I'm like, what are, what are you doing in here? How did that happen? And every night he'd come in and all of the cats in my apartment were chill with him. He would come in and they were just like, Oh, it's another cat. Cool. They've, they've never attacked other animals. Uh, bear chirps at the birds outside, but when she's actually outside where the birds are, she doesn't run at them. She just looks at them intently. She doesn't run at them. She doesn't, you know, get down and, and, and try to hide and think about jumping at them there. So the cats being okay with the rabbits doesn't surprise me. The other thing too, is that, um, we've introduced the rabbits to the cats right from birth. So they've, they've watched these rabbits grow every day. Uh, the rabbits would also smell like us from us handling them so they'd understand those are pets the same as we are. And I, I think they understand that they eat different food too. So every time I feed the rabbits, Shadow goes down to check to see if it's anything he likes and it never is. And I think that helps too. They understand, okay, they eat different things than we do. They're not taking our food. Um, they're not in our way. They're not, they're not offensive on any level to a cat. So they don't really care. Um, they can all hang out together and they're fine. 
Uh, there's been numerous times where a bunny rabbit's been sitting on the cat tree and one of the cats will just go over and lay down next to them and it's not a big deal. So it's been great. It's been good photo opportunities and it's stuff like that that honestly, with everything else going on, it's it's a nice break. It is. It's a nice break. It's it's nice to have that time during the day where I can, you know, play with the animals. And uh, One thing too with 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 young rabbits, they play like like puppy dogs. Um, when I'm playing with them, they play a lot like puppy dogs. And then I read online that you can train a rabbit to play fetch. You can train a rabbit to sit up on command. And I don't know about roll over, but if I can train these rabbits to do things on command, I think that's pretty fun. So make them more useful than the cats, which is good because I, I think rabbits might be a little bit more smart than we give them credit for. All right. Now, for rambling from me, I hope everybody's having a wonderful start to 2022, and I hope it gets more wonderfuler as the year goes along. And I hope that we have a full, full schedule, full games. Uh, burn me out, go for it. 14, 15 games a night, bring it on, inject it straight into my veins, and and I'll, I'll soldier through it. Because, yeah, this it, it just it feels like we're just kind of waiting. Even though they're playing games, it still feels like we're on hold. Everything's kind of on hold. And I don't like it. But let me know your thoughts. As always, I say it in videos. I'll say it here too. Yeah. Is that a police car? It certainly is. Not coming here though. Knock on wood. All right. <laughs> there's, there's no reason for a police car to be coming here. Anyways, uh, there you go. I just noticed it in my neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, all right. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for, for listening. It's appreciated. I'm sorry I don't do these more often. I need to, and I know that, and I'll start. So that's that's my my 2022 resolution, I guess. Although I don't I don't do New Year's resolutions because then uh, when you don't achieve those resolutions, it can be really disheartening. So I, I just don't I just don't I just try to make sure that I'm I'm living how I should from day to day, anyways. But there you go. Thanks for your attention. Thanks for your time. I'll do this again soon.